everyone! I'm Megan Sullivan and welcome to this History and Games episode on Immortals Phoenix Rising. Today we continue our discussion on Prometheus, the ancient Greek titan who created mankind out of clay and was punished by Zeus for stealing fire and knowledge from the gods and giving it to humans. Now in the last episode we covered the legend of Prometheus, but where did the legend originate? Is there any real history behind it? Well, depends on who you ask. At least one author in antiquity speculated that perhaps Prometheus was based on a real historical figure. Diodorus Siculus, in his Library of History, claims Prometheus was an Egyptian ruler that was threaded into myth. Quote, The Nile, they say, at the time of the rising of Sirius, breaking out of its banks, inundated a large section of Egypt, and covered especially that part where Prometheus was governor. Because the Nile sweeps down so swiftly and with such violence, the river was given the name Itos, eagle. But Eteocles stopped the flood at its breach and turned the river back into its former course. Now, I couldn't find a historical figure or incident that matches this account in Egyptian records, nor is there a deity or semi-divine being in Egyptian religion that was punished by having their liver eaten out by an eagle. However, there is an Egyptian deity who very much sounds like Prometheus, at least in terms of his status as the creator of mankind. The ram-headed or sometimes crocodile-headed god Khnum, sometimes pronounced Khnum. Khnum, also known as the guardian of the cataract or the great potter, was one of the earliest deities in the Egyptian pantheon and may have originally been the god of the source of the Nile. Since the annual flooding of the Nile brought with it silt and clay and its water brought life to its surroundings, he was thought to be the creator of human children, which he made from clay and placed in their mother's womb. A spell written on a heart scarab attests to this belief. O oh my heart, do not stand up against me as a witness. Do not create opposition against me among the assessors. Do not tip the scales against me in the presence of the keeper of the balance. You are my soul, which is my body, the god Hunum, who makes my limbs sound. Clearly, Hunum was seen as a benefactor of man, and in fact, the full name of the pharaoh Khufu, builder of the Great Pyramid of Giza, was actually Hunum Khufu, which means Hunum is my protector. By the way, Hunum's consort was Satis, also known as Sothis or Sopdet or Sirius, whom I talk about quite a bit in my Hidden History of Fire Emblem series, so check out that video if you haven't already. At any rate, we know from the last episode of History and Games that the Greeks believed Prometheus made mankind out of clay and that Athena breathed life into them, which is interesting because in ancient Egypt, the goddess Heket also had the ability to breathe life into things and was sometimes depicted alongside Hunum. That's why Hunum's story sounds so familiar. And since there had been contact between Egypt and Greece for millennia, it's more than possible the story of Hunum made its way to Greece and became associated with Prometheus. But there is a similar Prometheus-like tale from Mesopotamia, one just as old and possibly alluded to by ancient Greek authors when they call the goddess Asia, the personification of the land east of Greece, the mother or even wife of Prometheus, suggesting a possible link between Prometheus and the east. So let's explore that. In ancient Sumer, in what is now southern Iraq, a place, by the way, where the ancient Greeks may have picked up on hepatoscopy, the study of an animal's liver in order to divine things, the people believed the god of water, wisdom, and civilization, Enki, advised the gods to make servants, mankind, out of clay and blood. 
Like Prometheus and Hunum, Enki was thus considered a creator of humans. He also was a major benefactor of mankind, one who taught humans about irrigation, granaries, and medicine, and then later warned a wise human who goes by various names in Mesopotamian legend of an impending flood being sent by his brother, the sky god Enlil, to wipe out humans. It's Enki who advises the wise man to build an ark in order to survive it, which is not only similar to the flood story in the Bible, but also is similar to the flood story involving Prometheus' son, Vekeleon. In short, the parallel between the myths of Prometheus and Enki indicates a possible Sumerian influence on the genesis of the Greek myth, which is supported by the known commercial and cultural exchanges between Greece and the Near East since the Late Bronze Age. But wait, Khunum and Enki are associated with rivers and water, and there's no punishment story involving a fire thief being chained to a mountain and having their liver eaten out. Where the heck did that come from? Well, there's another possible source for Prometheus's origins, the cold and desolate mountain chain known as the Caucasus, which just happens to be the place where Prometheus was bound. The earliest accounts of a Prometheus-like figure in the Caucasus dates between 3000 and 2000 BCE. He's known by an assortment of names, including Patras, Parmat, or Amirani Amiran. This semi-divine being is known as a Nart, a kind of heroic giant or titan, and is usually featured in stories where he goes on adventures, gives knowledge to mankind in the form of either metalworks or fire, and at some point is always punished for defying the gods. The punishment almost always takes the form of being chained to a mountaintop and having his liver continuously eaten out by an eagle, which definitely sounds like Prometheus's story. And what's interesting is there might be a common origin for the names Prometheus, Patras, and Parmat. The Proto-Indo-European words Pramath, which means to steal, and Pramantha, a tool used to create fire. Thus Prometheus not only means forethought, but could also mean fire thief. This ancient Indo-European connection is further supported by the fact that many Indo-European cultures feature a story about a bird or bird-like being bringing fire from the gods to mankind, a story that traveled to the Caucasus and transformed into the tale of a giant who steals fire and is punished by having a bird eat out his liver. After that, it made its way to Greece via trade, along with other tales about the Caucasus, like that of Jason and the Argonauts, starting sometime around the 6th or 7th century BCE. By the way, it's a stretch, but this particular tale of a giant associated with fire, theft, and punishment may have survived in the stories about Loki, the Norse god of mischief. Unfortunately, we don't have time to deep dive that, but let me know if you want me to in a future episode of History and Games, like maybe for God of War? Hmm? At any rate, there seems to be a pretty close match between Prometheus and his Caucasian counterparts. But here's the problem. Try as I might, I couldn't find a story from the Caucasus about mankind being made out of clay, so now it feels like we're back to square one. In fact, there doesn't seem to be anything that combines these fire and flood stories in Europe, Africa, or Asia Minor. To find that, we have to go even further east, all the way to central China. In the PBS series The Story of China, historian Michael Woods recounts a tale that sounds remarkably like the story of Prometheus, a story that stretches back to the Shang Dynasty over 3,000 years ago. 
It's said the ancestor of the Shang, a prince named Ibo, climbed a hill called the Hill of Shang and discovered that people didn't have fire for lighting or cooking. So he stole fire from the gods. But when the king of heaven discovered this had happened, he was furious and ordered the water god to send a great flood across the land. Luckily, Ibo was still on top of the mound, and because the fire didn't go out, he was still able to give fire to mankind. Very Prometheus. Although there's a competing tale from the same area about a semi-divine being named Svirenshi, who invented a fire drill and then shared that knowledge with humanity. And amazingly, there's also an ancient Chinese story of a goddess named Nua creating mankind out of, you guessed it, clay, and surviving a great flood along with her brother. Could these ancient Chinese tales of flood and fire have made their way to the Far West? Well, it's a major stretch since the Far East and West were separated for quite a long time, and along with tales of fire found around the world, it could simply be that humans observed the same natural phenomenon and came up with similar stories. But you never know, maybe these stories did travel thousands and thousands of miles. Personally, I think Prometheus is a mix of traditions, picked up by the well-traveled Greeks who did quite a bit of trade between the three continents of Europe, Asia, and Africa. To me, that makes the most sense. Although I'd be remiss if I didn't mention one more possible origin story for the Greek titan Prometheus, one much closer to home. There's an ancient tale first told in Homer's Odyssey about a titan named Titios. Titios, which may mean he who suffers retribution, is a gigantic chthonic being that made the mistake of trying to rape the goddess Leto, mother of Apollo and Artemis. For this terrible crime, he was punished by his father Zeus, who had him bound in Hades, where two vultures fed on his liver for eternity. Therefore, it's possible Prometheus' story was inspired by Titios, but since they don't have that much in common, other than being titans who get their liver eaten out, it doesn't seem that likely. But then, what's with the whole rejuvenating liver thing? Well, one theory is that like the ancient Mesopotamians, the ancient Greeks believed the liver was the source of the eternal soul, and that birds eating someone's liver represents eternal torment, since the soul can never truly die. But there's a more intriguing theory. Some historians and even scientists think this myth shows that ancient people knew about the liver's remarkable capacity for self-repair. One scientist even postulates that ancient Greeks may have had some knowledge not only of the organ's potential for repair, but also, quote, of the quantitative and temporal aspects of liver regeneration. Unfortunately, there's no convincing evidence to prove this, but like I said, it's an intriguing theory, and there's more science to be found in the story of Prometheus. In 2013, biological engineers from Cornell University's Department for Nanoscale Science in New York State discovered that clay, a seemingly infertile blend of minerals, might have been the birthplace of life on Earth, or more specifically, the sources of complex biochemicals that make life possible. In other words, mankind being made out of clay, a theme found in nearly 20 different creation stories around the world, may be backed up by science. So not only do we have at least five possible origin stories for Prometheus, but we've learned that parts of it could be based on fact. Pretty cool, huh? And now you know the real story of Prometheus. Questions, comments, suggestions? You know the drill. Hit me up on Twitter at M-E-G-H-A-N underscore I-G-N. Follow me on Instagram at Celtic underscore Queen underscore Meg. And if you love what you see or hear, please support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash M-E-G-H-A-N-R Sullivan. Thanks so much for watching, guys. See you later.